Welcome to Grace Harvest Church's weekly podcast. For more information about Grace Harvest Church or to find out more about something you hear during the podcast, visit us online at graceharvestchurch.org. Now listen in and allow God to speak to you through this week's message. Hello, Grace Harvest Church family. It's really good to be with you today on this Sunday morning. Um, it's a beautiful time. Spring is an awesome time because we're seeing new life all around us. And uh, in the middle of COVID-19, it's just great to be able to open our eyes and remember that it's not everything, that uh, all the new life breaking out around us is the testimony and the testament of God's goodness and God's grace. So thank you for joining us here today. And uh, I have a message for you today. And here's, here's my basic message. It starts with a question. How do we live and worship God in times of shaking? How do we live and worship God in times of shaking? You know, as I shared with you last week, we are living in times of shaking. You know, I've been in a few serious earthquakes. Before I moved to Moses Lake, I lived in California, in both the San Francisco Bay Area and in Southern California in the LA metro area. And a couple of different times in my life, I experienced some pretty serious earthquakes. When I was not quite six years old, about five and a half years old, I was living in Southern California when a very large, about 7.0 earthquake hit in Silmar. And um, I remember being a really little boy and in the bed I was sleeping in, the whole bed shook and moved across the room and it was terrifying and then I remember one time as a teenager when I used to be a skateboarder I was on my skateboard visiting my grandparents in Southern California in Valencia California and I was riding my skateboard and as I was riding my skateboard an earthquake began to happen and I remember experiencing something that was really strange and that is that I saw the ground that I thought was solid begin to undulate almost like water. It started to move like this. And I remember at the time thinking, wow, I thought the ground was solid, but it was just moving almost like it was liquid. And you know, when you go through times of shaking, when the ground shakes around you or you experience something like that, it can be really disconcerting. It can kind of um, rock you from life. Things that you once saw, thought were sure and solid are not so solid and not so sure. You know, whether you believe God himself is doing the shaking that we're walking through right now or even just allowing the shaking, the reality is that none of this is a surprise to him. He's wanting to bring good out of this time in all of our lives. It's his will that his kingdom will continue to grow and spread and that his gospel will bring people to the knowledge of Jesus. None of that stops. God's mission has not stopped through all this. He's still in control of his world and he still wants everybody to know about him. He's still in the business of reconciling and healing and restoring. You know, the question today is how can we live well? How can we respond well? And how can we worship God in time of shaking? So how do we live in times of shaking? My, my key text today is Hebrews chapter 12, verses 25 through 29. And before I actually get into it, I want to give you a little bit of background to Hebrews. It's important that we know the context 
of the scripture. Hebrews was written to Jewish believers, Jewish people who had turned to Jesus and trusted him as the Messiah. And as they trusted him as the Messiah, they began to experience persecution. And as they experienced persecution and some lost their jobs or their homes and began to experience the, the threat of physical uh, harm done to them or to their families, many of them started to compromise their faith. And they started to go back to the law of Moses and not really trusting Jesus alone and, and trusting kind of a combination of the old covenant and the new covenant together. And the writer of Hebrews writes them and says, no, you can't do that. Jesus is everything. He fulfilled it all. He's over it all. He's better than Moses and he's better than the old covenant sacrificial system. And he's better as a high priest. Everything about Jesus has fulfilled all that the Old Testament had. And he is superior to everything and better than everything. And so toward the end of the book, he speaks about a time that's coming on the earth. And I just want to say as I get into this text on shaking, that these times of shaking are happening regularly throughout history. We're in one right now. So Hebrews 12, 25 through 29, let's look at it. It says, see that you do not refuse him who is speaking. For if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less will we escape if we reject him who warns from heaven. He's talking about the people of Israel. They went up on Mount Sinai and, and the Lord spoke and he shook the earth. And when he shook the earth, they still refused to listen to him. And then it says, at that time, his voice shook the earth. But now he has promised, yet once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. This phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of things that are shaken. That is, things that have been made in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. And the things that are made there is talking about what's made with human hands. Therefore, listen to his response now. This is what we're to do. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. So the writer here is telling us that God's going to shake everything with his voice. He's going to continue to shake everything. And the things that uh, can be shaken are going to be removed. And the things that are solid and sure, the true treasures of God are going to remain. So what's some of the instruction that we get from this text? The first point we get is this. In this time that we live, we must listen to God's word. Let's not refuse God's voice at this time. If God calls you to seek him, do it. At this time, it's very important that we be a people that are listening to his voice. And we know that the main method that God uses to speak to us is the Bible, the scriptures. And he's calling us today, listen, can I encourage you? to open the Bible and read it. And if you're not sure where to start, start in Genesis, start in Matthew, start in Mark or one of the Gospels in the New Testament. But read the Bible and let God begin to change the way you think about the world, Him and yourself. Read the Bible. Secondly, 
in this time, God's voice is shaking everything. I already said that, but you know, the scripture tells us in many places that God's voice and his word is ultimately behind all the shaking going on in the world. We see in Psalm 19 and Psalm 29 examples of this. We learn that God's voice not only shakes the earth and shakes the mountains, but also it even says in there causes animals to give birth. So we know that God is continually shaking things. And during times of shaking, his purpose is to call us back to him. You know, when humanity refuses to listen to God's voice, then we bring bad things upon ourselves. We reap the fruit of our own way, and that's the worst way to go. Romans chapter 8, verses 20 through 24, tells us that all of creation is shaking, and it's groaning, and it's awaiting the day of its change into newness like we're waiting for it. So we know that creation experiences, as the scripture says in Romans, birth pangs. And it's shaking and it's wanting redemption. All of creation is. And then the next thing we learn from this text is that in this time of shaking, only those things that are established by God will remain. Think about your own life. Only those things established by God will remain. God shakes the earth so that the good, the beautiful, the pure, and the right things of his kingdom will remain. Shaking reestablishes priorities. It helps us to see what's truly important and worth keeping. When God shakes things up, things are sifted. The good stuff remains. You know, I have a little illustration today that I want to show you. And what I want you to see here is I have a glass container that's filled with sand. And on the top here, we have some things that represent precious gems and jewels. And we'll say that the sand is all of the extra super, superfluous things in our life that we, you know, that our life is filled with, just packed in, and the things that fill us many times with anxieties and with, with fears. And then the jewels are the true treasures of the kingdom. And we have this you know, we see a few jewels there, but we don't realize many times that there are a lot more treasures, a lot more things in our life that are really valuable, that are covered up with things that are not. And so what happens is God takes us through a time of shaking and he sifts things out in our life, right? And so suddenly things shake a bit and, and our life goes through a shaking and as our life goes through a shaking, as you can see here, it exposes the true valuables, the true treasures. You can see there were a lot more valuable stones in there than you could see in the beginning. And some of you right now might feel like your life is going through a time of shaking. And that time of shaking has you wondering, what's going on? Why is God allowing this to happen? Why is he doing this in my life? Why are these things taking place? One of the reasons God allows shaking in our life is because he wants us to experience the this, this sifting and the shifting that removes all of the things that are unnecessary so we can have the true treasures of the kingdom of heaven. And then it says in Hebrews after that that 
in this time of shaking, we are to be grateful and receive a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Let us be grateful during this time. It's easy to complain right now. And sometimes we can actually complain about God. Like, why is he doing this to me? Why is he allowing this? And I want to tell you, it's okay for us to complain to God in our prayers. But it's not good for us to complain against God to others. And we have to see the difference. You know, in the Old Testament, David complained to God in prayers. But then he ultimately said, nevertheless, I'll trust you. But the nation of Israel complained against God to Moses and to each other. And they, they took God's character and, and um, defrauded it and defamed him and made him look bad. And, and that's one of the things that we are called not to do. This is a time to be grateful, even in a time of shaking. Because what's coming through the times of shaking is God's kingdom. And God's kingdom is far better than what we've made with our own hands. Right? When Jesus died on the cross, the kingdom came with shaking. And, and yet still, we are to receive his kingdom gratefully. I want to illustrate this point by looking at what happened when Jesus died on the cross. In Matthew 27, verses 50 through 54, it says this, And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from the top to the bottom. And the earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs also were opened. That's when Jesus died. And many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, truly, this was the Son of God. You see, this illustrates the very point that when God is shaking things, many times he's bringing new things into being. Right from this text, we see that times of shaking can tear open away into God's presence. It says the curtain in the temple was torn. And we know that that curtain was a barrier that kept the common people out of God's presence. Only the high priest could enter. And he could only do that one time a year on the Day of Atonement. The tearing of the curtain represented a change in God's plan. People can now enter into God's presence freely. Because Jesus has atoned for our sin by dying once for all time on the cross for us. We can now enter God's presence boldly because Jesus died in the midst of a time of great shaking. Secondly, times of shaking can bring dead things to life. You know, when Jesus yielded up his spirit to the Father, it was so powerful that it produced an earthquake and it brought dead people back to life after his resurrection. When Jesus rose three days later, that was a time of a great earthquake as well. And we know people came out of the tombs. When God shakes creation, it often brings death to some things and new life to others. What is God trying to get at in your life? What's he trying to get you to let die so that he can raise up new life in its place? Maybe part of the purpose of this time in your life is to let some things die that have not been good for you, have not been healthy for you. 
so that new things can come to life. The, th the other thing we see is the times of shaking can open the eyes of lost people to Jesus. Times like this can cause people to see who Jesus is for the first time. The centurion in this story, it wasn't until Jesus died and the earth shook and things were quaking and shaking around that he was able to recognize that Jesus was the Son of God. Think about that. Right now, people are asking a lot of questions, experiencing some fear, and noticing the shaking going on in our world. Some of them are going to see Jesus through us and our response of trust and faith in the midst of shaking. Listen, if we're just as afraid, if you're a Christian and you've been one for a while, but we're just as afraid of everybody else around us, how can we be a testimony to a watching world that our resurrected Jesus has taken us through it? I mean, maybe we're afraid in secret, but let's pray that through. Let's let people know. Let's overcome and let's believe that he's bringing good out of this, right? And lastly, from the text in Hebrews, in this time, let us offer reverence and awe-filled worship. Hebrews 12, 28, right there in what we read earlier, and 29 says, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. This is a time to worship God and to be reverent for who he is and what he's doing Times of shaking are meant to bring us closer to God. During times like this, we are to recognize his awesome power and his holiness. He is a consuming fire and worthy of our reverence and our worship. Amen. So what have we learned through this? God's voice is a powerful force that shakes the earth and gives life to everything. We live in a time of shaking and we need God's help to see what's happening and how to respond. It's a time to listen to his voice and allow him to shake out those things that need to be shaken out of our life. May we receive his kingdom with grateful hearts. May, may he find us in a state of worship and reverence. May we see that through Jesus, a way has been made into God's presence that dead things are coming to life and that lost people are seeing him for the first time. Let's pray and let's worship as we finish here, as we close here. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for my brothers and sisters and for everybody out there that feels like they're going through a time of shaking. Help them to recognize that it's your intention to bring good out of it. Lord, I pray that you would shake away the stuff in our life that we've built with our own hands, the things that haven't been built in you, but they've been built in ourselves or for ourselves. And Lord, I pray that in the place of those things, we would receive your kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that this would be a time when we would see new life come out of things that are dying, that we would see, Lord, that you're able to open a way into your presence, that we would recognize that this is a time for us to draw near to you, to come close to you, to get to know you as never before. Lord, I pray that you would bring peace in the place of anxiety, comfort in the place of discouragement, and Lord, encouragement and hope for the future because you're ultimately in charge. 
The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Father, bless my brothers and sisters, I pray. Turn people to you. Let lost people be found. Let people hear this message, see this message, and be impacted by the fact that you are the one that holds the earth and all of its people in your hands. I thank you for it. I pray your blessing now in Jesus' name. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and give you peace. May the Lord lift up his face upon you and give you peace. Go with God. He goes with you. God bless you, church family, and anybody else watching this.